thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. I was 10 when I had my first experience of God. First encounter with God. I was in Nelson Cathedral with my family and there was uh, beautiful stained glass windows and I was walking around and uh, I just got caught up with all the, the presence of God in that place. And I got so caught up with what was happening and so connected with God. I just, I was a little girl and I was just like, God, you're amazing. And I sensed physically the presence of God in that place. And I was so distracted that I got lost because I still was there in awe when my family all left and went off down the street shopping. And about half an hour later, they figured, oh, where's Catherine? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I got left behind. Um, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was a good place to get left behind because I was there with God, so I was absolutely fine. I hadn't even missed my family. Um, next time I really had a massive encounter with God was after my best friend died. She was 19 and she died of leukemia and it was horrible. It was really tragic. And I said to God at that time, I don't want to live a mediocre life. I don't want to live an ordinary life. I don't want to live an average life. I want to live a life that is something of the extraordinary. And God met me in a powerful way. In a powerful way. And we went on this journey together. Next time I had such a powerful, powerful God encounter was I was in the hospital in India. <laughs> Nearly dead. Um, I got a really, really severe gastric infection in India. And I was in the hospital for three weeks. And yeah, I kind of was fitting and... Uh, not really kind of with it. And they were trying to rehydrate me and they couldn't get any of the needles into my arms because all my veins had collapsed. And they finally got something into my foot and got some fluids into me. But you know, in that time, I had the most amazing encounter with Jesus. And I didn't mind that I was sick. I didn't even mind if I didn't come out of that place because it was like I knew the tangible presence of the face of God was with me. He was sitting with me in that room and there was a peace that came into that room that I will never forget. It changed my life. I was changed after that because I met with a God who was all-powerful, all-glorious, all-beautiful. Another time I really had encountered God, I was at a conference and somebody on stage got up and they said, God did not make a mistake putting a leadership gift into a woman's body. Whoa. I spent the next half an hour on the floor sobbing my eyes out that somebody spoke truth. 
and that set me free. And that was such an encounter. It was like the voice of God was speaking to me. Catherine, I did not make a mistake putting a leadership gift in you. It was such a powerful thing. My life was changed forever. Things never, things never looked back. And since then, there's been many other times where I've really encountered the fire of God. I've encountered the presence of God. And I've sought his face. Because presence, um, the literal translation of presence in, in the Greek and the Hebrew actually is face. So when we're seeking God's presence, we're actually seeking his face. And tonight I want to just talk about that and just talk about some of the things that what that means and about it being us, you know, presence is being together. It's about being in relationship and being with someone and, some, you know, our favourite people. And just wanted to ask you, just to start out, has there ever been a time when you've been in the presence of someone that was really you know, you were really impressed by. Someone famous. I walked into Richie McCaw once. <laughs> it was like walking into a wall. Man, that guy's huge. <laughs> and I was just coming out of the um, pioneer pool and I was just walking and I had my head down and bang. <laughs> and it was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you got nice eyes. <laughs> and I'm not even a rugby fan. But anyway, <laughs> he was, that was pretty nice. And I said, oh, oh, hello, and felt like a total idiot. And I said, um, can, I, can I take a photo? Yeah, he was so nice. He was actually really lovely. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Gideon. It's all right. He didn't have blue eyes. <laughs> I'm partial to blue eyes. Um, <laughs> but how do you feel when you're in the presence of someone who, who you really respect, you know, and esteem highly? And how does that make you feel? Uh, I know when Saskia, she's not here tonight, unfortunately, but when she went to Sydney one time, she was walking around um, in the zoo and the next minute, she walked into Taya. Now, Taya is the, the lead, one of the lead singers at Hillsong who, you know, Saskia looks up to. And that was really amazing to just be walking around and bang, next minute she's walking into Taya. But I just love being with my kids. Did you figure that out already? And I just love being where they are. <laughs> They like it less now than when they <laughs> were young. When they were young, they liked being with us too. But now it's like, Mom, you're so needy. That's <laughs> why it's like. <laughs> but sometimes when someone's really sick, you know, they just want someone sitting with them, don't they? Have you ever been with someone who's really sick? Have you ever been really sick? See, when I was in that room in India, in that, in that hospital, you could barely call it a hospital in India, the only thing I really wanted was someone to be with me. And uh, I, was, I was in YWAM at that time and I was leading a team and my team actually had already 
<laughs> left to go on to Hyderabad. They couldn't wait. All the tickets were booked. So I got left behind in the hospital on my own. But I had someone really special with me in that room. And God turned up. God turned up in a, in a most amazing way. A nurse escorted a tired, anxious young man to the bedside of an elderly man and said, your son is here, she whispered to the patient. She had to repeat the words several times before the patient's eyes opened. He was heavily sedated because of the pain of his heart attack, and he dimly saw the young man standing outside the oxygen tent. He reached out his hand, and the young man tightly wrapped his fingers around it, squeezing a message of encouragement. The nurse brought a chair next to the bedside, and all through the night, the young man sat holding the, young man's, the old man's hand and offering gentle words of hope. The dying man said nothing as he held tightly to his son, and as dawn approached, the patient died. The young man placed on the bed the lifeless hand he had been holding, and then he went to notify the nurse. While the nurse did what was necessary, the young man waited. And when she had finished her task, the nurse began to say words of sympathy to the young man. But he interrupted her. Who was that man, he asked. And the startled nurse replied, I thought he was your father. No, he wasn't my father, he answered. I never saw him before in my life. Then why didn't you say something when I took you to him, asked the nurse. He replied, I also knew he needed his son. And his son just wasn't here. When I realised he was too sick to tell whether or not I was his son, I knew how much he needed me. He needed somebody to be present there. Last week, Josh was talking about community. And he was talking about good relationships. And uh, the biggest indicator of health and happiness is a good relationship. He also talked about loneliness, you know, kills. And the danger of isolation is greater than the risk of intimacy. See, I was listening, Josh. <laughs> to be in community requires a price. Otherwise, it's of little value. So any relationship requires a price. So right now, I wanted to put up eight signs you aren't a priority in your relationships. So we're just going to go through this. Number one, they're always late. Are you in a relationship with someone who's always late? Number two, special occasions aren't special. Number three, they don't mind disappointing you. Number four, they don't put much effort into meeting your needs. Number five, they don't make time for you. Number six, you're not their partner. Number seven, they never make plans with you. And number eight, you haven't met anyone in their life. How are we doing? You got any relationships like that? <laughs> but in actual fact, when we're talking about our relationship with God, we can be the same, can't we? We can respond like that uh, to God. We can be late. We don't turn up on time or we don't turn up either to church or to our daily appointment with God. We can fail to celebrate special occasions. 
Or perhaps we just don't put any passion into them. We just kind of cruise into it. Uh, We can perhaps be passive or lazy and show no effort. Sometimes we can be too busy for God. And we can do our own thing rather than partnering with God. The other thing is we can ask, asking God for his advice is not a priority. And finally, we can isolate ourselves. So all of those things actually cause a break in relationship. But we're made for community. And if God, who loves to be in community, he's in community in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If God isn't above community, then what's our excuse? Being emotionally close to someone is a very real and beautiful connection, full of love and respect, and it makes you feel good and happy to have that person around. Is that right? But you have to be seen to be understood and understood to be loved. I'm quoting Josh again. He had some good one-liners last week. See, I wrote them down, Josh. Are you impressed? (laughs) We need to see God to understand him. And how do we see him? How do we see God? By being in his presence. In the presence of God, everything I'm not is consumed by everything he is. In the presence of God, everything I'm not is consumed by everything he is. Everything you're not is consumed by everything God is. God says he will never fail us or forsake us. And in Hebrews 11, 6, it says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So we're talking about becoming more aware of God's presence. And in Psalm 16, 11, it says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So good. Are you ready to get a wee bit uncomfortable? Really uncomfortable. Okay, let's just see how you do. We're going to play a couple of games, if that's okay. (laughs) You must listen very carefully. All right. You're the bus driver. And you stop at number one. Stop number one. And a woman with a red coat walks in. Red coat woman, right? Stop number two. A man with a green bag sits next to her. Stop number three. Three students climb out of the bus and two old men get in. Continue, continuing on, stop four. A lady with a pram and a baby gets on. 
stop five, four basketballers get on passing a basketball between them. All right? Okay? Now, I want you to turn to the person who's sitting next to you And I want you to tell them what was the age of the driver. Turn to the person next to you and tell them what was the age of the bus driver. Okay, so how well did you listen? You are the bus driver. So whatever, you should have told your next door neighbour what your age was. Who did that? Oh, we had a couple of people. (laughs) That's awesome. So we listen with our ears, right? We also listen with our eyes. So what I'm going to get you to do is I'm going to get you to stand up. And I want you to do what I say. All right? (laughs) Thanks for being a good sport. Yeah, I I could elaborate on that one, but I'm watching the clock. Even though Jared's not here, I better keep on time. (laughs) Otherwise, I'll get into trouble. So you can see that there's different ways of listening, different ways of sensing. And I believe that God uses all of our senses. And when we come into his presence, he's making us aware. It's true, listening with our ears, listening with our eyes, uh, Bonnet was, um, he could sense there was a presence even though he couldn't see. And when we come into God's presence, uh, he uh, enables us to use all of, the pr- all of the senses that we have available to us. Um, for me, often when I sense God's presence in a powerful way, I, I smell a really sweet smell. I sw- smell a very sweet aroma and it's just like, oh... What's that? That's beautiful. Um, Where am I going? Matthew chapter 1. So when we come into God's presence, how how can we come into God's presence? And the first one is through prayer. As we pray and we talk, we have conversation with God. And he talks to us. So prayer is not a one-way conversation. We actually talk to him and then we wait and we listen to what he has to say because God wants to speak to each one of us. He is not uh, someone who is far and distant and doesn't want to ever communicate with us. He's there with us close by. The other way we can come into God's presence is through worship. And uh, thanks, Johnny and the team tonight for leading us. That was really beautiful. Um, Great job. 
And worship in this, we worship in spirit and in truth. And sometimes we start in the flesh, right? Sometimes we come in, we don't feel like worshiping. Or sometimes, you know, we, we, we want to come into that place of worship in our, in our, during the week, and we don't really feel like it. But as we activate the flesh, start in the flesh, it activates the spirit. And so God meets us there. And did you know that worship makes us beautiful? <laughs> That's why, oh, wow. He's doing well tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> So the spirit man is activated by faith. And, you know, God doesn't actually need our worship. God doesn't change when we worship. But we change. We change as a result of being in his presence. And we are transformed, delivered, healed in his presence. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful place to be. Psalm 100 verse 2 says, Serve the Lord with gladness and come into his presence with singing. It doesn't say you have to be Whitney Houston or whoever you like to listen to. It says come with singing because I think there's something about the resonance of our voice. There's something about the frequency of our voices. As we use our voices, it, it sets something off in our bodies. I think it's a physical thing. It actually affects us physically as we sing. Reading the Bible is the way we come into the presence of God. As we open God's word, his inspired word, and we devour what he has written to us over thousands of years. And truth is revealed to us. God is revealed to us through his word. When I'm around his word and listening, I know that I am transformed in his presence. His truth transforms me. Sometimes we need to just be still to listen. Now for Bonnet, when he was doing that exercise, it was much, would it be much easier for him to pick up a whole lot of other things if he was just really quiet and stood still. Is that right? <laughs> Sometimes we need to just go uh, and go for a walk in the mountains. I love to be with God in the mountains, out in his nature, out in the beauty of his glorious creation. I connect with God there. And we need to hang out with people who know him. Christianity is not a solo sport. We need, we need each other. We need each other. And so when I'm around people of faith, my faith also grows. So if you're struggling and you want your faith to grow, find other people of faith to hang out with so your faith can also grow. And number six, empty the rubbish. <laughs> Clean out the garbage that could stop you living in faith. Forgive people. Forgive God. Sometimes disappointment in God, where God hasn't perhaps acted in the way that you thought he should, can be one of our biggest disappointments. 
and we come into agreement with what he says and not into agreement with the lies of the enemy. And then number seven, fill your home with the presence of heaven. Heaven is the perfect atmosphere, the absolute perfect atmosphere. Everything starts with an encounter with God. I know my relationship with God started as I encountered him in powerful ways. And as we see him face to face, our lives are changed. Not everyone has an encounter in church. You don't have to be in church to have an encounter with God. Did you know that? Moses encountered God in the tent as he was going about his daily business. He was sitting there about lunchtime and he spotted three men out there. And God encountered him. Paul, who was Saul at that point, was on the road to Emmaus. He was just going about his business too. And his business at that time was persecuting Christians, persecuting believers. When he encountered God in a powerful way, and Mary was in the garden. And she encountered God. Where are you going to be when you next encounter God? Where are you going to position yourself to move and to stand, actively walk into the presence of God? Because in a way, we're already here in the presence of God, right? But then we just agree with what he says and we step into that. Bible says, in the last days, I'll pour out my flesh, my spirit on all flesh. And in Psalm 140, verse 13, it says, you godly lovers will thank, your godly lovers will thank you no matter what happens, for they choose and cherish your presence above everything else. How about you guys? Do you choose and cherish the presence of God above all else? Do you make it a priority? Because being in God's presence is about proximity. Okay, it's being there. In fact, uh, one of the names of God is Jehovah Shammah, which means he is here, he is there. It's about passion. It's about us saying, I'm going to seek you with everything that is in my being. It's about participating, not being passive. We've got to actually get up off our chairs and, and, uh, and move towards God. We can sit there and let life go by. We can sit there and let all the goodness of God go by. Or we can actively participate in his presence. Honestly, why would you not want to? It's the best place in the world to be. It requires persistence. We persist. We do not quit. We are not quitters. Children of God are not quitters. We are persistent. We persist in walking into the presence of God. And it is with parity. I was trying to do peas. 
which means there's no one left behind. There is no one undeserving. He qualifies all of us. And there's amazing power in the presence of God. Amazing power. He releases his power in his presence. It's available to us when we tap into that. And then finally, he brings his peace. The peace that passes all understanding is in his presence. Like nothing else. We sang the song before, I can't get enough. No, I can't get enough. The team can come up now. Of your amazing love, I can't get enough. And I can't walk away from where I've seen your face. I just want to be where you are. I just want to be near your heart. There is nothing, nothing like your love. There is nothing that can compare with the love of God and being in his presence. And together we're going to sing with all the angels, holy, 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 as the Lord of hosts. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Lord, come and blow through this place.